Okay, so don't go anywhere because I'm about to tell you about my favorite new kitchen gadget of 2022. Your mind will be blown. I tried composting twice, actually. We invested quite a bit of time and money into it, and each time we failed like failed miserably. <laughs> We're smart people, but it was super complicated and we ended up, it just, the whole thing ended up being more work for us than we could handle. Then I found out about Lumi. If you've struggled with the amount of trash and waste you are producing, this will change your life. Lumi allows you to turn scraps like onion skins, coffee grinds, tea, eggshells, avocado rinds, and more into dirt overnight. It is a countertop electric composter that's quiet and eco-conscious. As a family, we're at a point where we throw away a bag of garbage a day, which kills me. Now it's cut that in half, so we've seen a reduction in our waste by 50%, and we use less garbage bags. Lomi is about the size of a crock pot. You load in all your scraps throughout the day. You add a little tablet, which contains beneficial microbes, and turn it on. A large half-gallon bucket of scraps will reduce down to a handful of dirt. There's also a setting where you can add things like paper bags and coffee filters and compost that. We're taking this dirt and letting it sit over the winter in a five-gallon bucket. Then we will mix it in a one-to-ten ratio in the soil in our yard and garden. Lomi quite literally has changed our family's waste, and I love it. It's one of the best investments we've made this year. To grab one, head to Lomi.com slash WellFed and use the promo code WellFed to get $50 off. That's $50 off at Lomi.com, L-O-M-I.com forward slash WellFed, and then use the promo code WellFed. Food waste is gross. Lumi is your solution. This makes a great holiday gift, but I recommend moving fast as there's a limited supply for November. You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com, and you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Welcome to the Well-Fed Women podcast. This is episode number 400. You have made it. We have made it. This is a a big milestone for us, mostly because we are just happy that we made it this far and that we're still friends and we have a good working relationship. And, And we have so many of you that are a part of this community and still with us and it's something to celebrate. So we're going to have fun in this episode. I am Noelle Tar, by the way. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer. My website is coconutsandcuttleballs.com. I'm here with my co-host, Stephanie Ruper. She's the author of Sexy by Nature, the founder of healthtoempower.com. And she's a PhD and also currently in France doing other <laughs> studying and doing other things. Um, our topics today will include favorite moments and podcast episodes over the last many years fitness fads, things we wish we could tell our younger selves, weight loss struggles, and how to sync things with our cycles, how we do that, and then maybe tips that we have for for syncing your life with your cycle. So a little bit of everything, sort of a little bit of an homage to the many years and all the topics we've covered. So hi, Stephanie. And <laughs> <laughs> right on cue. Going, uh, have y'all ever um, do yourself a quick favor and go on YouTube and search Taylor Swift goat and take 20 seconds of your life to watch the first 20 seconds of whatever video comes up first with the most views. Um, trouble. <laughs> the song, it should be the song trouble. 
Okay. And then um, now write a review for the podcast and let us know what you think. <laughs> Noel, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. You have to explain this to me. Yeah. I don't know how much I want to give it away for our listeners. Cause this is like how good the, the suspense is, but basically there's this thing where people remix Taylor Swift songs with goats screaming. <laughs> oh my it's great. gosh. It's great. Yeah. So, um, anyway, you're going to have to do it yourself too. Cause I, I won't be able to do it justice. Okay. I'm going to yeah. do it. I love, okay. I love goat videos. There is nothing better than goat videos. <laughs> they are so I funny. Agree. And now TikTok knows that I like watching goat videos. So I keep getting goat. There's this one goat. Gosh, what's the goat's name? Uno. There's this one goat. His name is Uno. And he is so funny. He has the best personality, but I don't want one, but I like watching them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. So anyway, that was the sound. The goat screaming was the sound I was making when I was on mute. Oh, okay. And trying to talk to you. No. <laughs> now it's 400. 400 episodes and stuff still sucks at mute. Yeah. What right on cue. We're struggling with uh actually hearing each other and being on mute when we're not supposed to. But you know, mute is a good thing. And that's why we do it, is because it helps improve sound quality, which has always been so important to me. So welcome to episode 400, Steph. How are you feeling about the last? I was gonna say the last 400 years. How are you feeling? <laughs> you know, what's the difference at this point? The last 400 episodes. Um, close to eight years, seven and a half years. Yeah. When you said she's the author of sexy by nature, I was like, I wrote that like 10 years ago. It's nuts. It didn't, it didn't come out. It came out a little, you know, it was about 10 years ago, but uh, th those kind. I mean, like, I'm going to have to renew my passport soon. Like time is flying. Time is flying. I mean, in three years, but that's basically soon. Um, I just, I have like really, really enormous feelings about it. So much so that I just, I put up an Instagram post about it. Not just a story, like a post. And um, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it maybe in, in our most recent episode, but um, I'm just, I'm so happy about, you know, they always say <laughs> when one gets married and I haven't been married, so I wouldn't know, but you want to, you want to partner with somebody that you can change with because life is really long and you need to be able to change. And I feel like Noel and I have been able to go through a ton of changes. I've, I've lived in so many different places and Noel's had offspring and, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and there's just, there's been so much and we've just kind of figured it out. And our audience has, like grown and stuck with us and we like have shared stories and we know people and we've met some of you in real life. And I don't know, maybe we can do that. Maybe we'll do that at like episode 450 or something. Yeah. No, Hang I out again. But um, yeah, it's amazing. I am so happy and I'm not bored, you know, I'm not, I love it. So there were a few times where we were like, do we, <laughs> Do we keep doing this? Do we keep going. And I even thought about, you know, like what, like a year, maybe a year or two ago, I was like, okay, maybe we'll like just try to get to 400 or, you know, because at some point everything does have to come to an end, but it feels like because we have been able to morph and change and um, kind of grow together, but also grow with our community. I think that the people that we started with, a lot of you all are still here. But we've also got a lot of new people and 
the ability to kind of grow, we've seen such huge changes in the fitness and nutrition culture. We've changed so much in how we view the world and how we view food and fitness and life and health. And so it's been kind of cool. And I think the longevity can be, you know, what's contributed to the longevity of this podcast is really just being able to kind of morph and change with and stay (laughs) because I mean, it helps us stay relevant, but it also helps us all grow together. Like we're all kind of, you know, morphing and developing and hopefully getting better as a community and as people and as, um, you know, friends. So, yeah, I mean, this is not this. So it's been a crazy lot of years. You know, we've seen this through the pandemic and stay safe at home to like having, you know, me having two kids. I moved around a ton with my husband in the beginning. And you like we were always in different places. Like it was like you were in Spain and I was in Philly. And now all of a sudden I'm moving to Northern Virginia and you're moving back home. And now you're in France. Like it's been really exciting. So thank you for making this exciting, Stephanie. <laughs> it's always been fun to see where yeah. in the world is Stephanie and we um, keep it fresh. We keep together. it fresh. Yeah. We keep it fresh. <laughs> Other things we've lived through keto, <laughs> the bean protocol. I survived keto. No potatoes, potato, the potato wars. Yes. Like yes. <laughs> the Our potato pot- wars. How many cycles of low carb, high carb, dieting in the world have we like witnessed we've witnessed you know? both major waves i mean it's so funny it's so standing. funny we're still Not here like telling like, people to eat carbs i didn't mean to like single out the bean protocol which you know has its merits as do all of the things that have come and gone you know and that's yeah. kind of that's kind of the point you know i told uh-huh. some friends the other day i was like so i wrote this like i get this talk i wrote this blog post called 12 apples a day and my friends are super foodies and they just looked at me and they're like why, why would you have 12 apples a day? I'm like, it was a thing and emotional and physical. Like it was a thing, you know, we, yes. And then we published a book where we we're I like, Steph loves carbs and Noel loves fat. And like, and now we've kind of like switch Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that too. Wow. Writing and publishing a book is like such a huge life thing too. I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we did together. How are we still really, here? <laughs> I don't know, but like I, like I told you before we hopped on the call, I am, uh, by the time this, oh, this is coming out on my 34th birthday. It's coming out on Tuesday, right? The 18th. No, no, November 1st, (laughs) but for everybody listening, it says says October 18th. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. Sorry. Oops. Sorry. (laughs) I forgot to change the launch date in our document. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. All right. I'm already, um, what, like 5% of the way through 34 now that you're going to hear this. Um, and, and I think we started when I was 20, I was 27, like 26, 27. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. It's a long time. You're old. It's a long time. We have some fun questions. Do we not? We do. All right. As always, let's get to the first discussion. It says, how did you two meet and start a podcast? I love, this is my favorite question. I love a good meet cute. Whenever I meet people who are like in a relationship, which is basically all the time now, because did I just mention, I just, (laughs) I'm 34. And so everybody I meet is in a relationship and I'm like, do you have a meet cute story for me? Cause I'm all about the meet cute. You know, I meet people and I'm like, tell me how you met. Um, 
I feel like I normally lead on this. Do you, cause do you want to, do you want to take the, oh, and you know how that you do the people do that thing when they're relationships, when they're like, do you want to tell the story this do time? Do you want to take this? <laughs> yeah. I normally tell the story. Why don't you tell the story? Yeah. I'm good. You go. Okay. <laughs> so, um, in 2014, 13, 14, um, almost 10 years ago now, um, actually sexy by nature was, was about to come out or had just come out or something like that. Um, yeah. and I was like, I think I need help with my business and was, you know, around 25 and about how to do a business anyway. So I like put out a thing and Noel like responded to the thing for doing social media and branding and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I remember interviewing a few people and I talked to my parents and I was like, well, I don't know if I want to hire this person because maybe we'll like disagree. She like won't do what I want her to do because she's <laughs> she's so knowledgeable about stuff. And <laughs> my dad just looked at me and he was like, why don't you hire the person who like seems like they really know what they're doing? <laughs> so I was like, OK, like I will. And then um, that was amazing because I learned so much from bringing Noelle on my team because I was a wreck. Like a paleo for women with like some like font from Microsoft Word or something, you know, and um, yeah. So Noelle came on and really helped me with that and worked for me for a while while no while she started building her own thing. Mm -hmm. And I was a little nervous. I was like, am I going to lose Noelle to her own thing? And Noelle was like, what if I do my own thing, but then we do something together? And I thought, yeah, that can work. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so here we are. She was like, I'm starting a podcast. Are you with me? Or, you know, are you on this train? <laughs> are you on this train? I was like, yeah, let's, let's go. Um, and so then we came out as the, the paleo women podcast in the, in February of 2015. I think it was 2015. Yep. 2015. Yeah. Interesting backstory of that is you, because you came out with the book is how I found out about you because mm. at the time there wasn't that much, there were, there weren't women talking about paleo as much. It was just, you know, I listened to Rob's Wolf podcasts and I heard you on um Fat Burning Man. You remember that? <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. I do. So I heard you on that <laughs> podcast. And I remember I was driving into DC. I don't know why I have that memory. I it must have been because it was like a big, like it was just an important moment. I remember hearing you and I was like, oh wow, somebody else is talking about this. Because mm. I had already started I was already on the other side of my body image journey. I wasn't stuck in the deep. I was kind of like, I need to educate people about this. Like we need to talk. And so I was like, cool, that'll kind of be my platform. Like if, if I ever want to do something like this. And I was like, oh my gosh, somebody, you were like one of the first people really being, I mean, we were two of the early people talking about this because there was no body acceptance or people talking about body image when not when I was growing up, um, but certainly not on the internet <laughs> in the early 2000s. And so like you were kind of talking about it and I started following you on, on Facebook. Um, and I was like scrolling through your Facebook and I was like, she doesn't post that much. <laughs> I remember kind of like assessing and kind of looking and I'm like, and I was like, I bet I could like get her to let me help her. So, <laughs> I, so I think I might've, I feel like I reached out to you first and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm looking for people. And yeah. then, yeah. So because I reached out to a few other brands and I actually, oddly enough, did, I don't know if I told you this, but I had applied to work for Whole30 was looking for, this is like when they were exploding and they were looking yeah, for I like remember. A, a program marketing manager and I had applied and 
they were really, but they wanted somebody with a journalism background, which I was like, guys, you need somebody with a marketing background, but whatever, they know what they're doing. So, um, <laughs> like they had kind of considered me, but they didn't hire me. And I was like devastated. I was like, oh gosh, that would have been awesome to like learn from them. But of course, I'm so glad I did not, that didn't work out. Like to me, in my mind, I thought that that would be the best thing for me to learn and grow, but really it was our relationship and like us working together and starting a podcast and all that. So um, my heart to put on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Favorite mm-hmm. moments, podcast episodes. Hmm. It's really tough. You know, it's, it's like, um, it's like when you're in a, in like a introductory circle for a work thing or something introverts nightmare by the way and (laughs) there's like a there's a circle and they ask you to share like a cute fact about yourself Mm -hmm. and you know and all of the sudden after 30 years of life you have no facts (laughs) um you want me to start yeah do you have moments okay so some of my favorite memories are just of you and us talking about nothing like really being excited about sloths and that you introduced (laughs) me to that sloth superman movie that's like da 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 still love that i still love that movie or the clip on youtube Mm -hmm. us fighting Mm -hmm. about apples like we were seriously kind of going back and forth about that but then it turned i'm still pretty mad I'm still pretty mad. pretty peeved at each other about that. Um, getting yeah. <laughs> going back and forth about apples. Um, and some of my, so I don't know what happened like this year. I think I had a pinch me moment when we first interviewed Rob Wolf, because again, I listened to his podcast for so long. Um, I was really like, wow, he's on my podcast. But this year in particular, I feel like I finally am like, I, I've always felt like, oh no, I'm just like a small niche podcast. We're just a small podcast. But something happened this year where I think it may be just I realized how many people have podcasts and really how important our community is and like kind of looking back at just the overall downloads and like, wow, that's really tremendous. Like, no, you should not diminish this. I have this thing where I like kind of diminish the things that I'm like, no, no, it's not a big deal. But like, it's a big deal. So I decided like, I'm like, why have I not asked these people on? Like, I'm always like, I couldn't get Chris Cresser on, you know, like for some reason that's just kind of stuck in my mind. Um, and I'm like, why wouldn't I? So I, somebody recommended I have Laura Bryden on the podcast. And I remember being like, um, no, she's not going to come on. And she did. And that was awesome. So that was like a dream come true. And having Chris Cresser on recently, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like I'm sitting here talking on the computer to Chris Cresser, who I've listened to for years. So um, it's just really cool to like have been on the other side of listening to people for so long and then getting to interview them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Actually, when uh, when you put up your post uh, about the Cresser interview, I actually DM'd you and I was like, whoa, because I, I don't I don't fangirl a lot. But Chris Cresser was like I- instrumental in sort of my you know, coming into this sphere and everything. So I, I had that moment to. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, those are those are a lot of my um, favorite moments. Noelle and I also used to ask and I really. <laughs> It's just so fun. Um, if you were to be stuck on a desert island with one of us, who would it be? Oh, yeah. Um, and that that was always really fun. You're always welcome to tell us because we don't care who you who you like more. I want you to like Noelle more. I, I, I would pick Noelle over me on a desert island for sure. I'm useless. I'm okay. useless. Um, I loved that question. But can I be honest? We got so many great reviews for the podcast by asking people to answer that. Don't getting, give getting, away the secret. 
getting podcast interviews is so hard, guys. So as a 400th episode gift, for, could you scroll down and click the little three dots in the, on the side of your screen and like go click review and leave a review and let us know who you'd want to be on the desert island with? That'd be great. You or know, whatever like, your favorite apple is. Reviews are for content creators. Reviews are just they're they're the thing. Yeah, they're the thing. Um, I do want to say also, while we're just like being super reflective about a relationship that um, y'all probably noticed that um, a hundred, 200 episodes back, I stopped being on half of the podcast. <laughs> um, and like, you know, Noel and I really had to figure that out and we navigated it, I think with uh, grace, I think is, is a good word, but I don't, I don't think we ever actually talked about that on the podcast. I don't know if we ever, you know what I mean? It just kind of happened a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just kind of, and, um, I don't know again. And that was another one of those moments where we were like, all right, here's where we both are in our lives. And we've got these big things and like, how do we keep it going? And I'm, I'm really, you know, and honestly, like I'm, I love being on this show, um, but bringing on, you know, like having Noel, such a fantastic host, talking with all these different voices, you know, talk about like how to revitalize a podcast and keep it going. Like I, you know, I'm, uh, it was fantastic, I think for the, for the show and the community. So um, I'm very honored to like still participate while at the same time, like, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. No, you're right. That's, that's a big reason why we're still here. And I think it's made it better. And, and like, you're able to do the things that you want to do with your life. You're not as involved. You don't have to, I mean, you've got so many things. Um, like you, you definitely shifted. You're not, you're not, you're not paleo for women anymore. <laughs> you're not writing our health articles and putting out PCOS unlocked part two or, <laughs> um, which was such a big part of your life, but you know, you shifted, I've sort of shifted. Um, and I think that that's kind of what's kept it going, gave it long, given it longevity, but also made it sustainable and still fun for us which is yeah. honestly has to be, I have to enjoy whatever I'm doing and I still do. So, um, and I'm still trying to fill you out. I'm like, are you still enjoying this? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> do I still have you? Um, okay. What's, what's next? Any change changes planned? We love the content keeping up. That was so sweet. Um, no changes planned as of right now. <laughs> I'm happy. Are you happy? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Um, okay. I think, I think I am trying to reach out to bigger guests now. Yeah. Just trying to like have fun with that. And then we're trying to do, we're recording video right now. So our Instagram at well-fed women, we are putting, I have my, uh, our executive assistant, Tiffany, who's on the call with us right now. Um, she is actually making real clips, reels clips from our videos. So you can actually like see us talking now as opposed to just hearing us. So at well-fed women on Instagram, I have the thing that will help you sleep or go back to sleep when you wake up in the middle of the night and it is 50% off. Yes, it's CBD oil. And it is my go-to when I'm anxious, stressed, or my head is spinning in the middle of the night and I can't sleep. I love Feels CBD oil. I found Feels a little over a year ago. I started experimenting with it and it's given me so much peace now. 
Knowing that I have that if I wake up in the middle of the night and it will help me go back to sleep, Feels uses 100% organic MCT oil as the carrier oil to stabilize and increase CBD's bioavailability. Their products are formulated with only the purest ingredients and without the use of fillers, flavors, or unnecessary fluff. CBD oil naturally helps to reduce stress, anxiety, and pain and sleeplessness. And the way it works is that CBD interacts with your endocannabinoid system. So just like we have receptors for dopamine and serotonin, we also have receptors for cannabinoids. And these receptors act like traffic cops to control the level and activity of neurotransmitters. It is not addictive and there are no psychoactive properties. It couldn't be easier to use. Just place a few drops under your tongue, hold it there, swallow. You will feel the difference instantaneously. The best way to get high-quality CBD oil at a discount is to become a Feels member. That gives you 30% off, which is huge. I'm a Feels member, and I have the 2,400 milligram bottle shipped monthly. Yes, I recently upped my dose. There's no shame in that. If you've tried CBD oil before and it didn't work, it's probably because you weren't taking enough. With our special code, you actually get 50% off your first order. So become a member today by going to feels.com forward slash well-fed, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. They also have CBD mints and you can subscribe to those as well and get a discount. Again, that's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com forward slash well-fed to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Okay, let's get to, let's get to question number one. This is from Eleanor. She says, what are the craziest health slash fitness fads you've seen and why is it not worthwhile? There's this thing that circulates about like a Vogue diet in the seventies or fifties or something like that. And mm. it's like a glass of wine basically with every meal. And like one of them has an egg or I don't know, something like that. Obviously that's the craziest. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a myth or not. Um, that's really, I mean, <laughs> there's so much there's, 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 there's so much, but they're all predicated on like, you know, like, I don't, Here's the interesting, here's the interesting thing about fitness fads and or health fads is that this is what people miss. Okay. This is what I want to tell you. This is going to blow your mind. (laughs) Diets and fads and like trends, they actually work. Like they actually work, but guess what? They work for a very short period of time. That is why the fitness industry and the health, like, you know, dieting industry, they want to get you focused on the number on the scale, because what they're telling you to do is to lose weight quickly. And you can do that. You can stop eating. You can reduce your calories tremendously. You can work out too much. You can inject yourself with a certain hormone and eat 500 calories a day, which is probably now that I'm thinking about, that's probably the craziest fad that I will say, but like those work for a very short period of time. And you will see the number on the scale go down and you, oh, it worked. And then it becomes your problem when after a few weeks or months later, you gain that weight back because it wasn't done in a sustainable way. And by the way, that weight loss didn't make you any healthier, right? Mm-mm. Got the number Mm-mm. on the scale to move, but uh, that's it. So it's always going to come back on because what you did was unsustainable and what you did was extreme and your body put in that extreme state of stress and hunger and needing food and needing nutrients. Like it's always going to defer. Now you're going to be thinking about food. You're going to eat a little bit more to make up for it. Um, and, but now it becomes your problem because, oh, I couldn't maintain that. And so now what fixes it? Another fad, another quick fix. So 
they work, but they just work in the short term. Um, so yeah, I think it was called the HCG diet. Do you remember that when people would inject themselves? Yeah, I almost, I almost said that one. Yeah. Human growth hormone. Was that what they injected themselves with? I think, I don't know if everybody injected themselves. I don't, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't, I don't remember. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You're supposed to inject yourself with a, with a hormone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A hormone produced by this placenta during, um, pregnancy. Is that what people were injecting themselves with? I don't know. I, I just, it blows my mind. And then you eat 500 cal. Yeah, that's what it is. And then um, you eat I- <laughs> 500 calories a day for like a few weeks. Lean that's protein. Like Jumpstart your, your weight loss. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the most nuts thing is like, this is, this is super meta. It's not a specific diet. It's kind of like, like the way we approach this is blindfolding ourselves and throwing darts at a wall. (laughs) Like I remember I have this very clear memory one time (laughs) when I was just sort of starting to learn about nutrition and I was standing in a buffet line and people were picking foods or whatever. And somebody said to me, what buffet was this? Oh, it wasn't a restaurant. It was like a, like a school function or something. I love a good buffet story. Okay. (laughs) Like a (laughs) self-serve with like finger sandwiches, you know? Got it. And somebody said something like, well, hummus is so healthy. And I just turned and looked at them and I was like, why? And they just looked at me. I was like, no, tell me why, you know? (laughs) And somebody, somebody recently was like, well, this is, you know, some people say all the time, this is so healthy. And then I just look to them and I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. They're like running is healthy. And I look at them and I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, well, this is good for you. And I look at them and I'm like, why? <laughs> like that's, and, and it, it, it astounds me that we never, that people very rarely have answers, right? And so like for me, <laughs> the way to progress into better health, better relationship with my body, like all of this stuff is to be constantly trying to, to find a reason why? And then to test it and see if it works. Right. And as people often do have, you know, reasons and some are are better than others, but I think humility in front of that question of why, Mm -hmm. right. Not just asking why, but saying, well, maybe there's a better explanation always is, is how you get to the good explanations, you know, or like the work in, you know, the works in progress. And we've seen, you know, this fad and that fad come and go. And so many people like being out using all the fads all the time, like I'm this one now I'm that one, you know, and, and that's also super nuts to me. And it's okay to like lean into new perspectives and to try to grow through them. But uh, yeah, I just, we are biochemical systems and they're really complex. And so I feel like, I feel like we should be looking for answers, but also not, not like fully settled in them. Cause there's, you know, so much more to be discovering about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. If your answer to like, Oh, this, they like, this is healthy. And you know, I do this too. Well, you know, if the answer to why is, well, that's what they say. It's like, guess what? <laughs> they say a lot of things. They say a lot of things because they're trying to sell you things. So uh, just because they say it or someone says it doesn't actually mean it's true. And that's kind of, I think, honestly, the basis of this podcast has always been, let's go beyond the they say and figure out, well, why do they say it? And is there any 
validity behind that and what does the literature say? And not to say that there's literature to back every single thing, you know, out there. And there's obviously very little research done on nutrition, but like we can still gather some things. We can still be neutral and say, okay, let's actually see what's out there. And taking what we know about the body and physiology and all of that. And then maybe what a little bit of the research says, and maybe a little bit of anecdotal, you know, evidence, like let's come to some conclusions together. Not like, oh, well they say that. So it's true. No, I'm a questioner by trade, which I think has made, you know, (laughs) this podcast good, but also like done me well in life. Um, So, Yeah. yeah. Question number two is from Tatum. She says, one thing you wish you could have told your younger self. Let's do that one first. Don't take spironolactone. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) Pointed, pointed advice. I mean, well, we all grow through the things we go through. And so it's always, you know, it's always hard to look back and, and think about what, what would have been different. Right. Um, Because even if I had helped my younger self, with certain, you know, mental or physical things, oh, then I wouldn't have gone through them. And also I wouldn't be at this point. So it's, you know, Um, I think honestly, I think honestly, outside of it, what I would say is probably outside of uh, nutritional advice. If I had to pick something, I would probably, um, (laughs) maybe this sounds super obvious, but I have been experimenting more with um, just expecting that things are going to go well. <laughs> like um, I always, in, in my body, of course, my health were a part of this, uh, was always obsessed with controlling outcomes, right? And the there's a deep connection between trying to control outcomes and belief that outcomes won't happen well unless you control them, right? Like you have to make things turn out the way you want. Well, guess what? Like if you stop trying to make things turn out the way you want, sometimes they like, A, they happen all on their own or B, they happen better, right? And uh, also that does really wonderful things, right? Just um, the, like the positivity, <laughs> like the hope, the the lack of um, fretfulness, you know, and then if something bad happens, I'll deal with it. But I don't need to like radically overstand myself emotionally and physically to to try to make that happen. And, and another thing, and that's something I don't want my future self to forget, mm. um, you know, and, and another thing I've I've been realizing is, you know, we talk about the Enneagram sometimes and I'm at three. Um, and I'm also an INTJ. So I just, I happen to be very, very like focused on work and I I don't mind that. That's just a part of who I am. But, um, I really, I really want to think about my life in terms of the ways in which I participate. You know, I think it's so easy for all of us to sort of dial into like the one way we're used to trying to prove ourselves. And mine is often, you know, through work. Uh, but I'm trying to diversify mine and, and to, um, you know, sort of live in a, in a bunch of modes and let like, just like let things happen more naturally. I end up picking up on, I, there were so many more opportunities presented to me when I'm not sort of tunnel visioning into like, you know, making things turn out exactly the way I expect. So I don't know, maybe that's super abstract, but those are, I mean, those are at least the things I'm thinking about. Oh no, I like that a lot. Cool. Um, I think the question of like, what's what, 
what you wish you could tell your, your younger self is really a question of what do you wish you could change in the past? You know, like what yeah. would you tell mm-hmm. yourself so that you could do it differently? So I don't know if there's any one thing, but I do really wish that I think I could have still learned a lot and, and been where I am today without actually severely driving myself into the ground like I did. Um, mm-hmm. spe- specifically it leading to chronic pain and chronic back pain, because I do feel like that kind of has robbed me of certain experiences, specifically with pregnancy and being postpartum, um, mm. just being in such severe pain like that. I, it just took a lot from me. And now, I mean, it's incredible because I'm so grateful for where I am now and having my strength back and I'm not. I'm I'm in pain maybe one day out of the week. And it's usually just something because I was standing a lot. Like it's not, it's barely even something I think about now, which is such a blessing. So I do appreciate that from it. But um I just wish I would have could have told myself to chill out. Like you don't actually have to keep increasing your weights to get stronger and to be healthy and to like maintain your health. I don't know why I was stuck. I do know why, but I was stuck in such a mindset of like, you got to keep pushing and you've got to be in the gym four days a week. And if you miss the day, then like, you're just not progressing. And so like, because I am a three as well, like I kind of like to do the work and I like to be efficient. I like to have goals. And that really got me, that really just took me to a bad place (laughs) with fitness and, and specifically when I got into some of this like heavier strength training, but really it was, I did a lot of damage in the beginning when I was trying to run a lot and I had these goals and I always wanted to do more. And, um, so it's been wonderful to just not have that be a part of my life. Now. I just wish I had that. Like, I wish I had this knowledge and experience while youth was still on my side, but that's the story, right? That's what we always want. (laughs) We want the experience and the youth. Yeah. And I mean, it's also very tricky because like suffering is hard and and a thing that we fight. Um, I think, um, and, you know, especially suffering that is attached to injustices and, um, but like, but our stories are, our stories are built through circumstances in, in which we had to overcome or be resilient, right? Like that's sort of the, a part of the fabric of human life. And if it wasn't this, maybe it would have been that, right? So um, just again, to like more meta reflect on the, on the ways in which we construct the narratives we tell about our lives, um, you know, as, as, you know, cause I think also about like my life with headaches and I have missed out on so much and, yeah. you know, really, you know, talking about chronic pain and really, um, it, it was a structural feature in the, like in my life, you know, but at the same time, I can't imagine my life without it because, you know, in, in all of these sorts of ways in which, you know, I learned resilience and acceptance and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that like things have to be gone through in order to learn things, but for anybody who's <laughs> looking back, you know, we're looking at the present and, uh, resisting it, you know, we're resenting it or, or spending time wishing otherwise. I mean, you can, you can, you know, you can go ahead and do that, but at the same time, um, like that, it's just, it's foundational to who we are that we go through stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and then hopefully we can just transform it into something that, you know, sits with us comfortably and we can use to uh, do good stuff, whatever. Anyway. Hopefully. 
Anyway. Do, do other good stuff. Um, okay, this question I'm very excited for. Question number three is from Dixie, who I feel like she's regular on this show. She I always crack my knuckles. <laughs> brings Pretty. good questions. Steph is ready. She's getting there. Okay, how does Steph go out dancing without wrecking her circadian rhythm? I miss salsa dancing, but my body absolutely cannot handle getting somewhere at 11 p.m. and getting home at 2 a.m. And no one arrives before midnight at most places where I am. Serious question because I've tried and I just can't manage. Ashley Maine says, I'm totally curious about this too. I need to be home by nine and bed by 10. Can't stay up late. I can stay up late, but I just don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. <laughs> okay. So um, it's definitely disruptive, period. You know, but uh, there are ways to mitigate it. And I will also say that purely as a matter of choice and not of circumstance, I have only been out dancing twice in the last 10 weeks. Wow. Um, for, the, for the first time in a really long time, I am in a, I am in a rhythm and I have, I have like priorities that I, I can't, I will not sacrifice. And I have to, I'm, I'm working a ton um, and also on other people's schedules. You know, previously I always, I worked quite hard, but I could sleep till like 11. You know, I could sleep till, and then I could stay up till three. Like it just, it didn't, it didn't matter. I was completely unhooked from the rhythm, you know, and, and that was an enormous privilege. And actually a lot of people I know who dance a lot end up becoming self-employed or, or building, you know, that sort of lifestyle. So they can, so they can do that all the time. Um, of course, there are plenty of people who work during the day, during the week and, and still go out dancing. Um, I will give you what is like the closest thing I can give you to some hacks, but I just it, it, staying up late and, and, and doing that sort of thing. Like, no, it's not conducive to your circadian rhythm. Fortunately, like taking a, like a night or two a week where you aren't specifically in your habit, I don't think is all that disruptive to being able to have a consistent rhythm. Like if the rest of the days you're going to bed at 10, but one or two nights a week, you stay up until Two, your rhythm, like, you know, your ability to fall asleep at 10, to the best of my knowledge, probably won't be that disturbed. I personally experienced when I was going dancing a lot that obviously like my whole rhythm shifted. Um, so what I will say is personally, a five hour night's sleep is okay a few days a week. One or two days a week, maybe, but the three, depending on where I am in my life, like that's just, this is extremely personal, but um, a five hour night sleep can be enough. Um, and also if, uh, and so I'm just, just saying like for you, if, if one or two nights a week, you don't get enough sleep, but or as much sleep. And it's okay. You can do that. You can also do it on the weekends so you can take a nap. Um, if, if that is conducive to your flourishing, if your, your struggle is staying awake at night, I fast into it. People ask me all the time what my secret is in that. And I tell them, I, I don't, I would never eat a heavy dinner before going dancing. That is like, just, <laughs> never, I never have. I never will. I wait and I eat uh, when I get home. And then it takes me about an hour, hour and a half to like wind down well enough to go to sleep. And that's something that you just, you have to be like you have to want, want, you have to be chill with, you have to be like, well, this is like a fun thing and it's totally cool. And I'm doing it. Um, yeah, there's no such thing as, as doing it without, you know, disruption, but it's, it's an activity that can bring so much joy and we always have to, you know, 
way when it fits in and when it doesn't. Um, they're also like rising in a lot of communities. There's, there's a lot more afternoon stuff, especially in big cities. It's kind of on the rise um, in salsa. And uh, there are other dances that do uh, things more in the afternoon. You might want to look into swing communities that have like these weekend long things that often um, will have parties on weekend afternoons. So uh, if you're really determined to find dancing in the afternoon, I think I think you can also. Um, but yeah, I won't talk too long. It is about that. But I, I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> Listen up for a new offer for free electrolytes for everyone, even if you've already made a purchase. When you are dehydrated, you need more than just water. Your body also needs minerals. That's because water absorption in your cells is dependent upon electrolytes like sodium, magnesium, and potassium, and you lose electrolytes when you sweat and when you go to the bathroom, and you have to replenish them through food and supplementation. If you're active or you follow a whole foods diet or you're stressed and struggling with adrenal dysfunction, you need to be thinking about electrolyte replacement. Deficiencies can show up as dizziness, muscle cramps, headaches, fatigue, and sleep disturbances, or those stars when you go from seated to standing, especially on workout days, which was my experience. I let that go on for far too long, and now that I replace my electrolytes, I can tell you that I have not had that happen in so long. I also have much better recovery and can handle more workouts. Element is by far the best electrolyte supplementation coming from somebody who spent years in the endurance world. I can say that confidently. They make grab-and-go electrolyte replacement with no sugar, gluten fillers, artificial ingredients, and it's paleo-friendly. It's travel-friendly, too, and great for kids. My kids love it. We even took it with us on vacation. And everyone gets a free gift with purchase. Element comes in boxes of 30, and there is free shipping on all orders. And now all orders will get a free eight-pack, which has all the flavors of Element, to get it, go to drinklmnt.com forward slash wellfed and make sure to use our code wellfed for the free sample eight pack. Again, that's drinkelement.com forward slash wellfed. Yeah, I think, um, I think like, uh, so since my kids are not totally dependent on me anymore and milk and all the things, I've taken a few trips specifically this year. And, um, it's rough. It's really rough. I, I found a few things really do help, which is like, I may stay up till midnight, but I will, right when I get back to my hotel room or my room or whatever, I will put on my, immediately put on my orange, like completely blue light blocking glasses, which go get some from Bond Charge. That's changed my life. I also have yellow glasses now that I wear when I'm working from them, the summer glow ones but I have my orange blue light blocking glasses. I put those on immediately. All the lights in my room are like turned to red bulbs. I have all red bulbs from bond charge. So, but if I'm in a hotel room, I will have literally like no light on except like maybe just the side night lamp. And and I'll, even if I'm going to the bathroom, I'll just have like something really, really low on like maybe the shower light or something. Um, as I'm like trying to get ready and get ready for bed and then feel, <laughs> feel CBD. So the last two times that I've traveled and I've had to be out late at night, right when I get back, I will take a full dose of feel CBD oil. Um, and I have bumped up my dose and I think it's now 120 milligrams, which is a lot, but it works. 
And both times I've been able to fall asleep almost right away. So my problem, and I feel like a lot of people's problem is if you're going to stay out late and do something fun, which come on, we all want to, like, it's fun to do that every now and again, we're going to be at a wedding or people are going to go out, whatever you're going to have events. For me, it's hard to like get to sleep. Like it, you, you get to bed and it's like, once I get past that window, then I'm just like wired. And so for me, it's more of like get unwired and get to sleep. And then you just maybe sleep in a little bit. But even if you only get, like you said, six hours of sleep, like I'm, I'm can, I can work with that. Even if it's like a couple nights in a row, I can work with that mm-hmm. and then get back into my life. But it has to be, I bring, you know, if I'm going somewhere traveling, I bring my magnesium with me. I bring my, my CBD oil with me. I try to keep it my nighttime routine similar so that my body can shift down and get the most from sleep. But, um, if you're, there's no question, like if you're doing it regularly, it's going to, it's going to cause some problems. We have some really interesting research just about night shift workers. And that's why my heart breaks for some of these night shift workers and people, nurses who work overnight because it's, it's associated with you know, higher risks of cancer and and a lot of diseases, chronic disease. And that's just what happens when you throw your circadian rhythm off like that consistently. So, but I do believe you can shift back. And honestly, having kids kind of taught me that. So like having nights where I didn't sleep at all, or only had a few hours of sleep or was up and down, like you can, you can easily get back on track. And that's what you just have to keep telling yourself. Like it's going to get better. I can get back on track. Um, and that's, that's one of the blessings of having kids up in the middle of the night is you kind of learn to be a little bit more resilient. Well, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, like, what are we here for <laughs> and, and what choices are we making? And, you know, when we, when we're seeking better health, there's no such thing as perfect, right? Period. Right. Uh, and also quick aside, <laughs> again, while we're being uber reflective, we do this thing when we look back and we're like, oh, the hunter gatherers, they were never stressed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can we just that whole narrative of like, oh no, they were only ever stressed if a tiger came to camp. Why are people, people always talking about tigers? Like, or, or, or and I, I'm not, I don't know who has or who hasn't. I'm not calling, you know, targeting anybody by saying that, but we have this, this kind of rhetoric, especially, you know, floating in ancestral thinking like, oh no, like we have chronic stressors in the modern day and you know, they, our ancestors weren't stressed. Absolutely. They were stressed. There were famines and, uh, you know, food and it, there's no guarantee war, that they killing like, each had, other. Yeah. I mean, war was ubiquitous. Like, yeah. you know, we, we, we envision it as this, you know, utopia state, but like, no. And, and they, I can guarantee you that there were, and, and we think, oh, well, they probably didn't know what worry. No, there were definitely people in those camps who like stayed up worrying all night. <laughs> like, like the, 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 you know, and um, obviously there's so much to learn from that. But my point is like bodies are biochemical systems that have a lot of like fail safes bit into, you know, built into them. And if you do what you can to take care of yourself, like they are resilient. I mean, they're not like they're fragile, but they're resilient at the same time. And so, you know, I'm not saying, you know, go wild and don't take care of yourself. That's absolutely not true. Like I eat a ton of kale, I eat a ton of egg yolks. Like, you know, I do everything I can. I do a lot, but um, yeah, bodies, bodies are resilient. I do. Um, I take magnesium every night and I actually take a very small amount of melatonin and I'm not recommending that. That's just something that, that I do. And the best thing that I've done for my circadian rhythm, and I don't mean again to recommend this to other people is actually drinking coffee in the morning kind of helps, um, Hmm. has, has helped me, uh, 
sort of anchor my circadian rhythm a little bit more um, to, to keep, cause I like, I have this ten- tendency to like go long and like intense all day and my energy, like my, you know, I tend to <laughs> extend my cortisol working. It's late into the mm-hmm. evening. Yeah. And then especially if I go dancing. So yeah. for me personally, like caffeine in the morning sort of helps anchor my circadian rhythm there, but I'm not, I'm not blanket recommending that. Yeah. No, I don't smart. That's smart. Okay. Question. Um, what, well, what question are we on? I don't know. This is four maybe. I've, uh, this is from Liz. She says, I just started listening and love you both. My type A personality makes me listen to episodes in order. So I'm only on episode 115. LOL. I hear a lot about women wanting to lose five to 10 pounds and the typical replies, don't worry, you're fine. <laughs> that could sum up the last uh, or the first 100 podcast episodes we did, but I'm five foot uh, three. I won't say her weight. And I have uh, some extra belly weight. I've had two C-sections and I still feel like I look six months pregnant. I eat mostly whole foods, some dairy, little to no gluten. In the last two months, I started taking a probiotic cod liver oil have greatly increased my calories and carbs. There's a lot of restriction. There's been a lot of restriction my whole life. I've tested TSH, vitamin D, A1C, other general things. Only thing off is vitamin D. I do take vitamin D now. Earliest appointment I can get with a functional medicine doctor is six months. What steps can I take towards overall health improvements, including weight loss? You're definitely taking great steps and I'm about it, you know, and I support you (laughs) um, in your journey. I think a, a lot, I think uh, what you're looking at in terms of your testing, you know, that's, that's a good test. Um, I think vitamin D is actually fantastic. Um, and I think your intention to, you know, speak with a functional medicine, medicine practitioner is great. Um, you talk about some restriction in your past, you talk about C-sections. Um, I think uh, digging a little bit more deeper into what your health history has been like, you know, and, and obviously I I can't even guess as to what that could be. Um, but there are often clues, you know, there's, there's usually quite strong clues in our, in our past for what can help us in the, in the current, you know, like I know people who years ago, right. Like did this big course of antibiotics or had a parasite or had of this or had of that. Um, and those things can be really landmark or have been on SSRIs. And I'm just throwing that out there for anybody listening, right? Like kind of any medication that you've taken can have quite profound effects on your metabolism and, and your body weight regulation and that, and that sort of thing, um, or birth control, um, which has hormonal effects, but then also like nutrient depleting effects. Right. So there's a whole lot there that can sort of, I think, help uh, provide some like more specific things to look into. Right. Um, The hormone stuff, the um, the health stuff, the stomach stuff, you know, all, all that, all that sort of stuff. So you can start piecing the threads together to you know, see, see what the, see what the picture, you know, the more whole picture is, is for you and where you're at and what could be, what could be best for you in terms of general things. You know, you said you've increased your calories and your carbs. Great. That suggests to me that maybe you were not eating that much and maybe you weren't eating carbs. Um, it can take time for the body to readjust to that sort of thing. Um, you may want to play with, you know, shuffling your carbs to like your later meals, in the day, right. Um, maybe, uh, or 
earlier in the day, that sort of thing. Um, and, and again, like, I hate to speak in generalities, but people can be so different. Right. Um, and you may want to experiment with say, uh, meal timing, having your bigger meal earlier in the day or later in the day. Right. And, and the point is to find a rhythm, find a rhythm that works for you. Find how, you know, what balance of carbs is good for you earlier in the day, later in the day. Think about like your appetite and what patterns of eating like best just help you not obsess over food, I think is, is really key, you know, and also mental stuff that, that could be a part of your eating habits, right? Because at the end of the day, that's kind of the most important bit for, for making sure that you're able to continue to keep choosing nourishing foods, is uh, your relationship you have with, with your body and yourself, you know? Um, so it's really important to think about like, am I beating myself up? Am I punishing myself? Am I restricting myself? Am I telling myself I'm, I don't look good. Like all of these sorts of things subconsciously, you know, trigger restrictive mentalities, which in the long run end up, you know, coercing us to eat high quantities of things that we may not otherwise choose. Uh, and so that's all like, that's all super important. And you know, you don't talk about like junk food. You don't talk about any of that sort of stuff. You don't talk about sugar, you know, you haven't mentioned, but like, if, if those things are in your life, sometimes, you know, cool. If, if just think about your relationship with them and, and how you want them to, to fit in. Right. I think it's, it's all about um, being patient and intentional uh, and, and paying attention. Right. So when you observe changes in yourself, think about what you changed. Right. And then, note it and say, okay, that thing affects me that way. Um, you might want to pull out, you know, dairy and gluten entirely in order to see if they have an effect on you. Maybe not, you know, maybe you can do that down the road or that's something you can talk about with your function, functional medicine practitioner. Um, and I would say it sounds like you're focusing on what you could be including, which is cool. Um, eating well is, you know, just as much about what we include, adding in all the nice the rainbow of veggies, the anti-inflammatory foods, and um, as, as it is taking out, taking out the other stuff. Um, the final thing I will say is, I want to say two things. Um, uh, caffeine can be great if adrenal stuff isn't an issue for you. You know, if you are, you know, you, I think just saying that that's something to be intentional about as well, pulling it out or keeping it in. Um, and then the other big pieces, weightlifting, 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 weightlifting. Like if you're going to be exercising, I'm a really huge fan of weightlifting. I think it's great for the metabolism. It's great for your bones. Uh, it's great for your brain. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's my favorite form of exercise and, um, like a little bit every day or a few times a week, you know, like the small changes make huge, you know, can make huge impacts because they're sustainable and you can, you know, keep them going. So anyway, that's a bunch of general, very yeah, general stuff. Well, yeah. General advice. Um, I would keep your appointment with your functional medicine doc, but also keep listening to the episodes because there are a lot of functional medicine practitioners that, um, we interview that are really great for working with women and specifically women's health. So just because you tested TS TSH doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have a thyroid issue. So you know, I think that that's the perfect first step for you is to get in with a functional medicine doc who can really look at your labs and look at your hormones and tell you, um, 
give you a better picture, see if there's any nutrient deficiencies. He or she will look at your food and, and be able to show you, okay, here's some gaps or here's some things I recommend. Here's what we, you're not eating enough or, you know, whatever your food, you're eating a lot here or not enough here. Um, I think what you can do right now is just get back to the basics. So you had two C-sections, that's serious abdominal surgery. What I would recommend is getting into, get, get in with a personal trainer and start putting some time in and just investing your, your finances there, either a personal trainer or PT that is specific to postpartum health. Because when you said, oh, I've got like, you know, I've got a belly and all that. Well, that a lot of that could be because your core, most women um, deal significantly with a variety of core issues related to pregnancy and postpartum health. So carrying a baby really stretches your abdominal muscles. It's very hard to, you could have diastasis where you're, you know, you're like, if you kind of tighten your core, you'd see a pooch, but really it's the, it's the inability to properly engage the core. So I, I think some of that might be actually structural and, um, your, your body isn't necessarily holding your, your core isn't functioning properly. So I think one, Getting getting in with like a, a postpartum PT would be awesome. Somebody to really check your pelvic floor and core function and get that functioning again. Then get in with a personal trainer who will not not tell you just to do cardio to burn calories, but is specific to helping women postpartum and lifting. I think you, the best thing you can do right now is just incorporate some strength training because that's going to improve insulin sensitivity. That's going to get your metabolism going. That's going to get you feeling better, more energized. Like that is probably the best thing you can do that and walking. And then um, focus on making sure that you're nourished, you're eating quality foods, eat enough protein, drink plenty of water. I recommend doing something like drinking element. And one of the things that I don't know, you haven't really touched on, but I would really focus on real, improving the quality of your sleep. So sleep can really um, impair so many things when it comes to our overall health and stop us from like reaching our health goals. So I'm going to say it again, wear your blue light blocking glasses, um, watch how much you're on your phone and scrolling at night, make sure you're getting quality sleep. You're getting seven to eight hours. Women just need more sleep. And especially if you're going to be working out and dedicating a little bit of time to lifting, like you, you're going to want to make sure that you're sleeping and recovering properly. So do those things, those basics, like you could get so much out of those five things, um, while you are waiting for the functional medicine practitioner appointment and, or you end up listening to an episode and you find somebody that you want to maybe see or work with, um, because so many doctors now work virtually. So, which is great. Okay. Last question is from Catherine. This will be our quick finisher. She says, what stage of your cycle are you in right now? And what are you doing to take care of yourself in this stage? I'm cycle syncing for the first time and I love it. Um, I don't, uh, I don't, do you want to, do you want to take this since cycle cycle syncing is like your thing? Yes. Okay. So I am I think I'm on day two or day three. So I'm on my period right now. Um, what am I doing to take care of myself? Not much. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like <laughs> the reason that I know where I'm at in my cycle is usually just to make sure that I I know my sex life <laughs> really has to do more with my sex life, not so much to take care of myself. Also, I will say ovulation is more like okay, you're good. You're doing good. You can push it. Like I will try to intentionally incorporate harder workouts when I'm ovulating. When I know that I'm about to start my period or, or my cycle has started, I, 
I just kind of use that as an excuse to like, take it a little bit slower. 20 minutes is fine. Like yesterday I did a very short lift the day before that I did a very short bite. Cause I'm trying to get back into it after taking some time off from being sick. So, you know, I know also I'm, I'm just going to be more tired. I'm going to be a little bit more irritable, but for me, really, it's like, I'm about to start my period. We need to get it in. Cause <laughs> there'll be a few days where we can't have sex and then ovulation, you know, obviously we don't want to get pregnant. Um, so it's just always, it's always coordinating my sex life. It really doesn't have much to do with, with uh, quote unquote, taking care of myself. It's, can I get it in? Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when are we going to get it? Literally. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.